everybody to the greatest music NFT podcast show. I am your host, Beaks Vibe, and this is your number one source for all things Web3 and music NFTs. And we are back with a brand new episode this week. We keep on trucking with the podcast shows, and I know we are sounding exactly the same, but we are looking even better. And I am introducing you all to Avatar Beaks. For those who are listening, we have transferred from an audio-only podcast. We are trying a video-formatted podcast. And you know what? I just decided to say, screw it. I'm going to upload on my personal account on Twitter for a couple reasons. So I know it's a little convoluted because I've been like building up the whole Twitter account for the podcast, and that's still its thing. But, you know... Ever since the Elon Musk takeover and the whole Twitter blue verified checkmark fiasco, on one hand, it's very bullish for content creators such as me and the like, because he, he as an Elon is enabling Twitter to become a more content creator friendly hub, but you got to be verified. And, you know, Beaks Vibe is doing all right, but not doing great. So I've only got one verified account so far. So I'm going to be posting these kind of long formatted episodes since they're clearly over two minutes long to my personal Twitter account, but we're going to try out Avatar Beaks. I'm bringing Beaks to the metaverse. We are bringing Beaks to life and we're going to see how the video format works for the podcast. So for the time being, the podcast is still streaming everywhere you know it to be. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. We're still on social media, right? So you still follow us at TGMNFTPod. Of course, you know that's short for The Greatest Music NFT Podcast Show. And you can still follow us on Twitter, on TikTok. We're still posting the full episodes on YouTube. But we are going to be trying this video Avatar Beak style podcast. And I am dropping those episodes on my personal Twitter account, so at Beaks Vibe, and you can follow me and check me out there. So if you're hearing this, get over that way. And if you're seeing this, this is our very first episode where we're trying this out. So just using a couple pieces of technology that are familiar to me and uh, seeing what we can do with it. But I think it's pretty funny bringing Beaks, the PFP character, to life. So I think that's pretty cool. So we're going to keep doing this and see... If we can keep it up, because it does entail a little extra editing, um, and I try to keep the production cost of this podcast to a bare minimum, a very bare minimum, but uh, nonetheless, which is also why this podcast, quote unquote, is only 10 minutes long. It's it's more of like a monologue and a half, but uh, it is what it is. So yes, big changes, big things happening here at the Greatest Music NFT Podcast Show, and I am excited about it. And, you know, out here in L.A., it is crazy times, guys. I don't know if you have heard, but the entire city and town of Hollywood is on strike. The Writers Guild started it uh, maybe a month ago or so with their strike, and it all pertains to, you know, the onset of AI technology, of course, and the large language models that we've talked about and just how kind of... This AI technology is going to be seeping into every single industry. So I think everyone has been taking note just to see what's been happening with this writer strike. But now it's kind of doubled down because the actors of Hollywood have all now gone on strike. And this is really interesting. And I want to 
bring this up and kind of connect it to the music industry because I really think the music industry could learn something by watching how the Writers Guild and how the actors and the unions that protect and and uh, speak, you know, for these actors and for these creators, um, which is really what they are, uh, how they stand up for them and try to protect against an industry of saber-toothed tiger executives and tons of just money sharks, right? I mean, you're talking about the big dogs, the Sonys, the Disneys, uh, Warner Media, the biggest players, and you've got you know, actors from the likes of like Robert Downey Jr. You've got directors from the likes of Christopher Nolan, who's out, you know, promoting his huge Oppenheimer movie. And then you've got, you know, all the way down to, you know, extras, supporting actors, writers. And it's something to be said about, you know, seeing the entire community of actors and writers kind of stand and, and you know, lockstep with each other to demand, you know, what they deem to be fair. And, you know, this isn't to get into the nuts and bolts and the minutia of what's being asked of. And it's really not to say that AI technology is not useful, because obviously and very clearly it is. But when you look at things like even the Directors Guild of, uh, you know, all the directors in Hollywood, like there's already been you know, clauses that have been in place in, in contracts and agreements where, you know, AI can't replace what directors do and, they, and writers don't want AI to replace what writers do. And I think everyone understands that AI is this tool, right? But they don't want it to be the thing that kind of eradicates or takes, you know, jobs and work away from people. But the bigger part of what I think the music industry could learn is what I think and I thought about this before, but this really just brings it back to the forefront to think about. As food for thought is this idea that songwriters, artists, recording artists, music producers, mix engineers, recording engineers, the, that entire community of creators and content creators that work within the music industry that really make this thing happen. You know, I think there's long been a need for a unionized type of facilitation that protects and speaks up for these people. I mean, in the last year or two, it's only been so recent that Spotify and those types of big names in the, in the music industry have even made it a thing where credits are an accessible thing to view in terms of like streaming music and seeing like, who's the producer? Who's the songwriter? Like who recorded this? Where was this recorded? Was, you know, who were the mix engineers? Who were the runners of the studio? Who, what, where was the studio? Right? Like all this like fun information that used to be part of the music, you know, especially when we think of music NFTs and collectors and like, you think of, you know, metadata and you think of just like, you know, documentation or just like anything that like shows the authenticity of a recording or this, you know, whatever. And it's like, we're in 2023 and just a year or two ago that became a thing that was accessible. And I was just thinking to myself, like, man, if the software engineers of Spotify made a product of Spotify in different versions, like they made a, you know, like, I think Spotify is really great at like music discoverability and like music curation. And I, I think they probably focus a lot on that. So it's like, okay, let's say like that's the model of Spotify they have now, but what would the model of Spotify look like if they made it totally for artists or totally for fans or totally for, you know, just like these different types of focus groups? And if they could just see what the best features were out of those different iterations of the product and then just like cherry pick them to build into like the actual product. 
because that kind of stuff, like that, like celebration of like, oh, now I can see like, like the information behind the song. I mean, it's not like that's just been there. That's been there since the time of, you know, the dawn of the recording industry. It's just, we're getting access to that information. And to me, it's just so degrading as anyone that really works behind the scenes, which is, you know, what a union should be there for is like, we don't have enough leverage as individual creators to force change. And so I think it's like long needed that the music industry has needed some type of unionization and banding together from, you know, the disenfranchised creators that work in the music industry, because so much of the contractual language in, in, modern day recording contracts still just come from the corrupted era of, you know, the beginnings of the music industry when everything was essentially just based off the the sense that, you know, recording artists were kind of dumb people and didn't really know like what was what. And so this idea that, you know, it was based off of that kind of information, you know, disparity and that kind of gap between, you know, what you didn't know and what you didn't know, you didn't know. And, you know, a union kind of standing up saying, hey, like, we're equalizing the situation here. I mean, look at every other professional entertainment sector. I mean, take sports. I mean, you got players union, right? Like when the NFL and the NBA and all these huge conglomerates of professional sports rake in millions and billions of dollars, the players have to get a, like a reasonable cut of that in the name of the fact that like this wouldn't be here without them, right? This whole thing. So, and most of them are 50-50 agreements or close to it. So in the NBA players union, whatever amount of money the NBA as a whole makes, the players have to take, I think it's 51% of that. So if the NBA makes a billion dollars, the players are making 500 million. If the NBA makes $2 billion, the NBA players are making a billion dollars. So like everyone's in it for the right reasons, those incentives become aligned and you're now all trying to grow the industry for the betterment of the entirety of it, of it all. Right. And you just have that entire thing, (laughs) that, that whole thing missing in the music industry. You have no one supporting each other. It's cutthroat. Anytime someone gets an opportunity, it's such rarefied air that you're basically willing to like take it and, and, you know, because you know, it's like, it's a once in a lifetime shot and, you're like, well, I'm only going to get this once. And so there's always going to be someone willing to take the bag. And I don't know when we're going to have kind of the great leaders of our industry, you know, band together and say, you know, the way the royalty structure is is working or the way that the streaming situation is, is not working or the way that just like this music industry really doesn't have the engine underneath the hood that people might, you know, believe it to be. Um, that there's just so much smoke and mirrors in terms of like thinking that this is a large industry when really, in fact, it's quite small. So yeah, this writer's strike, this actor's strike, it's really something. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Hollywood responds to it. Right now, there's lots of shots being taken by both sides. It's a hot button issue. I don't think anything is a bigger deal than AI when you're talking about entertainment and the future of credibility and you know people's work and you know all this stuff. It's why this podcast quickly pivoted to AI once it became a huge topic. It was I could just you know we've talked about it. It's like you could just see the tea leaves. It was so obvious this is going to be a dynamically shifting situation to so many industries um, and of course the entertainment industry. So yeah, that's that. So 
I just wanted to touch base on that. I just think it's really interesting. We may do a part two just to kind of see where the strike unfolds. If there's more information next week or in the next couple weeks, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll cover it. Stay tuned with that. Um, but other than that, we may just keep the wrap the episode up right there. I'm still just having fun with Avatar Beaks. I'm having a lot of it's it has the gears turning with what we can actually do. You know, I do I am interested in, in what building a community around this podcast within Web3, what we can do on chain. So for anyone that has any thoughts, don't hesitate to leave a comment or hit us up on Twitter. You know, I think I may be making a content strategy decision where I am doubling down on Twitter. So I may have to go get an extra verified check mark for the podcast account. So if that does happen, then the episodes may start getting posted there. But for the meantime, I will be posting this. We're really just doing a trial run. We'll see how it works. But uh, just having some fun with it. Just having some fun with it. So... Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you're still listening, we will be back same time, same place next week. Peace.